What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Music Corner. Rest in the weights. I'm Nate. It's your boy, Trent. And I'm Sebastian. And today, you know what time it is. We're back. New tunes for the people like you. Getting in your face again with some new albums. Starting out here with a local and a returning uh, local act, I guess you could say here, in terms of what we reviewed. And that is Chunk Boner with his album, Husky. Uh, if you recall last year, we reviewed his album, uh, what was that called here? Uh, Galactus, which was very, uh, I would say, odd future inspired, you know, Tyler the Creator kind of air there. Uh, and it was like, you know, for a debut album, it was like, I remember like decent enough to be like, you know, kind of given a pass and everything, but like definitely like needed some work on it, need a little bit of an improvement and maybe even some other influences that didn't sound directly like an odd future album, I would say, in my opinion. Um, and that's kind of like where I at least had left it off here. And then uh, hearing that he dropped a new album, my boy here, I was like, all right, here we go. Let's see what he's done here within the past year, you know? And in fact, I think like it is literally a year, at least roughly, since that last album, too. Like, exactly to the year. So, we're, we're seeing this all in motion here, you know? And I gotta say, this is, like, one of the biggest improvements from a local act I think I've ever heard personally, as we reviewed on the podcast. Because, wow, I was thoroughly impressed with a lot of what he was doing on this album here. Starting out with, like, you know, the boom bap that he was kind of doing. He's Chunk has kind of dropped a lot of the odd future influences on this one. They're kind of going more for like the whole abstract hip hop boom bappy style and sound of like, you know, something off like an Alchemist album or like, you know, a, I would even say like a West Side Gun even, maybe an Earl Sweatshirt, whatever have you. That sort of realm kind of thing, you know, a lot of influences from there. And uh, it really shows, you know, with like songs like Back to Earth, how it kicks off here. Um, pretty sure it was a uh, real shit and glue stick that also had that, you know, and like other even like some like old school sounds as well, you know, like that for that real old school boom bap style. I would say in a few songs here, I forget the title of a couple of them, but I remember I was like, damn, this feels like you know some '90s shit right here. It's really cool to see that like he's kind of like doing this direction and making it work for himself as well. Like I feel like that's not a lot of. Uh, it's not too common that you would see that, at least in my opinion, from someone who's just starting out and, um, you know, like just only second album in your career. It's like, good shit. Good on you. Um, seriously, almost no complaints. I will say, though, um, I think some of the only criticism I can really give here is that uh, the use of synth on this one was kind of... Um, I guess you could say uh, definitely experimental and a little improvised almost, it seemed like, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but at times it kind of really didn't work. Like, I remember uh, the ending of a song. I, th I don't remember if it was a uh, glue stick. Actually, it might have been glue stick. The ending of that, like, kind of had this, like, like a synth that kind of like felt like it was going on a little too long like i get the effect that it was trying to do but it was just dragging a bit and um i think there was like a one point i don't know if it was the same song or a different one but like i remember that like a, the synth was like pressed and then it doesn't come back in the beat at all <laughs> 
and I'm just kind of like, well, <laughs> I don't know what happened here, but hey, there it is, you know. Um, I, I'd have to re-listen to hear like where it was at, but I just remember like I was expecting it to come back after hearing the first time like with the beat, and it just didn't. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then the only other thing I really have to say is that uh, Earn Captain, I believe, had like um, I, I I don't know, I think like that was the only one where it felt like it was a little bit off the flow, you know, with like how he was rapping with the beat. Um, and I just remember that one was just like a little like awkward, like towards the end, because I'm pretty sure that was one of the ones that like, you know, has a beat switch in there. And, um, it just didn't, it it felt like it was a little bit off, but like not crazy, you know, it wasn't that bad. And then, um, yeah. And other than that, it was just a really impressive project from a local guy here, you know, uh, Brody is his real name. Shout out to you, man. Like you, you're cooking, you're cooking and we, we are letting you cook on this one i'm thoroughly impressed it's an 8 out of 10 for me uh definitely check it out this is some solid rap right here from a good local artist check it out for sure uh sebastian that's take it away i had uh many similar feelings on this uh apologize for uh uh allergies once again you know i'm gonna <laughs> feel i'm gonna sound a little bit nasally that's all right uh husky by chunk boner is a pretty damn good revamp to the stylistic choices that chunk was uh previously displaying and everything with his like last album galactus i i really do enjoy this style for him quite a bit more uh i definitely like the kind of like far side you know mf doom type influence and stuff like that a lot of like cool boom bap stuff even like a little bit of like uh, not like in the lyrical theme, but just beat wise, a little bit like Griselda type stuff you would hear. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's all it's all pretty good. Uh, I do like Red Hot Skull quite a bit. I think that was like the big single that kind of came out for this album. Um, it kind of reminded me of like a uh, Cypress Hill song almost, like that kind of like uh, battle gangster rap from back in the '90s and stuff. I kind of reminded me of that, which was pretty good. Uh, the rapping has improved a lot. There's a lot more character to it. Seems like Chunk is a lot more comfortable on the beats here, and it definitely shows that he's been working and just kind of like rekindling his craft, you know. And that's what that's the one thing I love about musicians is when they can come back from you know being like, oh, well, you were just trying to like do an odd future thing, like we we're all like Nate and I've been saying, um, to doing like kind of your own thing and taking some influence but also like taking it your own way and that's that's kind of what i really like about this album it's definitely stuff you have heard before in the realm of boom bap but at the same time there is a lot there is enough personality to show yeah this is an up-and-comer uh and he is definitely uh on a really good track and hopefully after a while, uh, after this album, Chunk will like continue experimenting and really find some really solid footing. And who knows? I mean, he might make it big because, like, for being a rapper that's local, uh, th- that usually has like a negative connotation to it. But this guy really setting a good standard out there for local rappers. Uh, I'm really happy to be reviewing this. I'm really happy to see the progression here. Uh, I'm just going to say, Attaboy Chunk. You fucking did it. I'm going to give you a 7.5 as well. Uh, I just, I, I think it was really good. Uh, some of the beat switches were a little bit off here and there and stuff. And like the stylistic stuff is stuff I haven't entirely um, found fresh in a while. But at the same time, that's not like 
the biggest issue. I still think the rapping's very solid. I still think the beats are beyond solid at times. Really good. So definitely keep going the way you're going. Keep doing your thing, man. Just keep going, man. Keep on running up that hill, if you will. I don't fucking know. Keep yeah. push. <laughs> Trent, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Chunky B here, uh, as he calls himself on his uh, about section on Spotify. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I I was gonna go back and listen uh, back to Galactus, but I I'm not having the time. Um, uh, but yeah, Husky, uh, it was it was definitely interesting. Uh, for a second album. And switching things up, I mean, shit, I'll give you credit there. Uh, it's not my favorite thing uh, overall, but I did find some enjoyment out of it. I did give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, it, I, I agree with uh, both Sebastian and Nate that it definitely is impressive to be, you know, really switching things up on a second album here. But hey, you know, if you got the balls to do it, do it. So props to you. Hopefully, you know, like Nate said, with like a, a local act or a Sebastian, like it's sometimes it's a bad connotation. But hey, you know what? If if you can make it big, make it big. Fucking go for it. Go far, man. Fly high. Raise that boner, if you will. Yeah, raise the. Actually, I think he has a it's a playlist <laughs> called. Oh my god, what is it? Called Dyslexic Gorilla. It jams for when you get rock hard and can't help but release the boner jams, dude. <laughs> Honestly, all the time, a vibe, a true. I also, I don't know if this is an old picture of him on here or whoever this is, but I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's just funny. I was just doing a little bit, doing a little bit of diving while you guys were talking. A little deep dive in the boner. I get you, dude. A little deep dive in a boner, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Definitely everybody check out Chunk Boner, though, if you're a rap fan, because, you know, he's cooking. Like I said, I'm not kidding. Oh, like, yeah. he's, he's Let him cook. Let him cook. Seriously. It's sizzling. It's sizzling. You could smell it. It smells delicious. It doesn't smell like cock, which is good. Um, I should get an interview with this guy. Honestly, yeah. I can hit him up for sure. Like, easy. I'm sure he's He's, wait, we'll hit him up at the local Starbucks. You know? At the local Starbies. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving along here, though. We got a new album from Hot Mulligan. Why would I watch? Trent, go ahead and start it out. So my initial score for this album was a three. That's fair, though. Because I'm assuming this is the first time you ever heard of them, too. Uh, no, actually, oh, Maya's really? brother, David. Maya's brother, David, uh, knows them. Oh, so okay, I heard shit. a little bit. I heard a little bit here and there uh, from like being at their house and, you know, he's playing some music or whatever. Um, but, oh, these first four songs, I was like, man, this shit's rough. <laughs> and I was like, I am not going to like this. But then when when No Shoes in the Coffee Shop or Socks came on, it really changed up. That song's a banger. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's a banger track. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, like it Christ alive, my toe, damn it hurts. Uh, cock party two better than the first, like, oh, banging tracks for the rest of it. Um, but those, like, the vocals, like those, those emo, like, scream almost like crying vocals in those first four songs were like, it was really rough. Um, but like, I, I, 
I really say congrats, like really good job. Uh, like all the little nuances in like the guitar licks for the like for the verses uh, and like the funky drum style, like uh, on a song that uh, like Christ Alive, my toe damn it hurts. I I cannot say that fucking title five times fast. Um, but no, really, really good job. I loved all the little little pieces and parts that I was picking out as I like really uh, dove deeper into the album. And not like a oh god this Midwest emo bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I I really really enjoyed it. Uh, this is my favorite album of the week at an eight point five out of ten. Uh, wow. Really really fucked with it. Holy shit! Hell yeah, dude! Love to hear that. Um, Sebastian, take it away next. I'm sorry. Uh, I did not enjoy this as much. It's, it's not because it's like a bad album by any means. I've just heard this style plenty of times. And like, I just think other bands do it a little bit better. But same time, I still think this is pretty, pretty decent stylistically speaking. It's well performed. It's good. It just, I've heard it before. Uh, there in the first four songs i was in agreement with trent for a while i was like yeah like it, it was kind of rough with just like the very um it, it almost sounded like kind of like violent femmes and stuff like that just that really like it just uh acoustic kind of shouty kind of stuff and it, it it's like it has its place uh unfortunately not there in my headspace but there is a place for it um yeah, there there are some good stuff in here. I, I I like the song titles because Midwest emo always goes hard in that aspect. <laughs> um, I just did not really find myself clinging to this quite a bit. It was kind of not memorable for me. I listened to it once on the way to work and finished it. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then I just wrote down a six out of ten. Uh, it is. Pretty good if you like things like American football, uh, a little bit less noodly in the riff department on that front. But if you like that kind of that kind of lyrical uh, vocal style, you'll like that. Or if you like any of those old school emo bands, this has a little bit more of a modern edge to keep it a little bit more fresh than some others out there. So, yeah, check it out if you like that stuff. For sure. You know, if if you like people. Who stand on top of park benches and scream covers? This is for you. Oh no, yeah. no! Oh yeah. <laughs> Although you know, no, that's more like another album. But we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. I know also, the fact that these guys are like twenty-four. They're young. Bang. Yeah, they're yeah. Young they're like what is it, like twenty-four to twenty-seven is their age range. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, young. Banging. Um. Yeah, so Hot Mulligan, uh, I've yet to actually listen to uh, an album by them, surprisingly. Uh, but I've, I think I saw them, and I'm looking this up right now. I'm pretty sure they did. Yes, okay. The, my introduction to Hot Mulligan was at uh, the Snowden Festival in 2018 at the uh, no. Agora. They played it snowed in? Yes. And that what lineup... The fuck? D- d- uh, I don't know if you know the lineup here, but I'm going to read you guys the fucking lineup. And I think I've talked about this before, but, like, it's still just nutty. So, like, the main bands were Knocked Loose and Knuckle Puck, right? And then <laughs> and then we got Harm's Way, Hot Mulligan, Vane, Kublai Khan, Belmont, Sanction, Sharptooth, and then some locals. <laughs> it was amazing that was the video that i've showed you guys i think i 
definitely have shown you guys is that the uh, huge crowd kill pit with Nakloos in the like the Agora when they played uh, Counting Worms. I, thought I think I oh, yeah. oh, God, I think I know that everyone was like the whole floor was filled. I was on like that level, like just above uh, yeah. before the floor. It was uh, so much crowd killing. So much. You would literally think you were at like one of those like uh, hate six <laughs> shows, you know, all <laughs> oh, it was wild. I was like, holy shit. But I remember God, what 2018. They must have been how fucking old. Oh my god, like 18 maybe? Probably 18, 19. Maybe even yeah, like wow. middle teens still, yeah. Yeah, wow. Young boys right there, right? Um, No, so like that was kind of my introduction to Hot Mulligan, seeing them perform there. And they were good, they were decent. I mean, like, you know, the live aspect is completely different than what you would hear in the studio. And I remember any songs I heard on, like, you know, Spotify or whatever, not really albums, but uh, just songs. I was just kind of like, eh, meh, 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 like, whatever. Um, so I went into this album kind of with, like, you know, um, lower-ish expectations just because I know that, like, they're one of those emo bands that do have, like, rougher vocals. And um, I would say... I'm right in the middle between you guys in terms of, like, how I felt about it because, like, more so leaning towards I enjoyed it, but, like, there's definitely points in it that are rough, you know, especially the vocals for sure. But, like, at the same time, there's something just so enjoyable. It's, that style is just so enjoyable at the same time when it's done. 100%. When it's kind of done right, though, because, I mean, there's definitely, like, you know, uh, what was that one? Oh, I don't know if you guys remember this one at all, but in 2021, we reviewed this album from the band Cloud Nothings. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, hold on. Rough vocals. Very rough, rough. vocals. Like, oh, I was, it, it's, that was a painful album to get through, and uh, that's oh. style. Yeah, you remember? You remember now? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, because we were talking about how that looks like the fucking Berea Bridge. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> album it cover. Does, well, it might, well, honestly, I think they're from Ohio. Oh, it might fucking be. Uh, I mean, hold on. Now, now I gotta look this up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're from Cleveland. So it really well could be. It fucking might be. <laughs> That would actually be something if that was. Because, yeah, that looks like, you're right. That looks exactly like it. Oh, wait, you know what? Oh, wait. No, never mind. Never, well, never mind. Never mind. It looked like um one of the, uh, like, a little, in the Metro Park area by me, uh, there's, like, a little, like, you know, walkway thing there. It looked exactly like that from a certain angle, but the certain way the trees are, it's not it, but... Nevertheless, yeah. uh, back to this album here. Uh, yeah, it was it definitely, like, you know, uh, some rougher vocals for sure, but, like, they just work really well with, like, as Sebastian was saying, like, that American football style of, like, instrumentals, you know? Less Weedles, of course, you know, less Weedly Weedlies, but, like, still really creative with, like, the guitar licks for sure on a lot of these songs. Um, I think the only things that I really truly didn't care for were, like, the, the was, like, the acoustic track. Uh, I forgot the name of that one, but that one I just really didn't care for at all. But, like, I mean, the progression for me of liking this album was also similar to you guys, where it was just, like, first couple songs, I'm like, uh, I don't know. And then I just kept listening more. I'm like, why is this working? <laughs> I'm like, this is, like, really working now. What the hell? Um, but, no, like, uh, it's a family movie, and I smoke, Cock Party 2, Shh, Golf is on, and uh, 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 John the Rock Cena. 
I forgot the whole what's the whole name of that track. I'm gonna find it real quick. John the Rock Cena, can you smell what the Undertaker? <laughs> yeah. I'm like you gotta love Midwest emo fucking song names, man. You really gotta. Like, come on now. They're incredible. Um yeah, it was still a pretty damn solid album. Um it's a seven and a half out of ten for me. Uh, but still I thoroughly enjoyed it and honestly I can see it making a top fifty for me personally, like the more I listen to it, because like I love that raw emotion and like both like the instrumentals, his vocals, and just the lyrics in general. Like you could tell that like, oh, yeah. there's definitely some meaning going on here, you know. Um yeah. and it's just yeah, it's so fun. It's so nice. Um yeah. probably like, a definite out. top twenty five for me. Damn. Okay. I mean, yeah, you give yeah. it eight point five. Like yeah, eight point five. That's, 8. that's a high rating there, right? Hell yeah. Um, uh, quick water break here, but going into our next album is a double uh that i gave the i uh, did we all listen to both of these ones yeah i did okay awesome so yeah going oh. into this one it's the new acacia strain albums step into the light failure will follow and uh yeah two albums here obviously i don't have to really confirm about like whoever listened to what because we all listen to it here so we're just gonna get in your face giving you both reviews at the same time of each album and we'll start by, uh, Sebastian, we'll start you out here. Uh, yeah, and then which one are we starting with? Sorry about that. I oh, yeah, you're, uh, well, uh, well, you'll do both, but we, we'll all start with uh, Step Into the Light. Step Into the Light, okay. Uh, yeah, Step Into the Light. That was, I mean, it's a Casey strain. It's, uh, you, you hardcore, you beat down a little bit, a little bit of deathcore kind of stuff in there a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it goes hard. It goes very, very hard. Uh, I mean, I I will say I am a very big fan of the Acacia Strain since uh, since Slow Decay. I've been getting more and more and more into them, and I don't intend on stopping. Uh, they are very fucking good. Um, yeah, this one was just nonstop, just just fuck you, you know, elbow to the face, you know. Uh, grease slip resistant shoes to the throat you know <laughs> you're you're getting you're getting clobbered you know someone's gauges are getting ripped out this is this is some good shit uh definitely my favorite type of metal for sure um it just it, it just doesn't it's really relentless and how much it just really goes and uh yeah i mean i don't think it's as good as slow decay because slow decay i like the subject material a little bit more but i do i i, I will say both these albums have really good album art i i really like the like oil painting aesthetic so like yeah there's it's a casey strain they they good at that shit man they are really really fucking good at it uh if you really want a rating for i'm gonna give this one a 7.5 out of 10 uh, this is just really good, uh, really good hardcore beatdown kind of stuff, you know. If you want to throw something on while you're in traffic, because uh, every road around us are closed, uh, <laughs> at least for Trent and I. And, uh, yeah, I need something to oh. listen to while I'm, like, you know, patiently waiting for the same light over and over again. Um, yeah, it's really fucking good. And then, getting into Failure to Follow... Uh, this one I liked a bit more. Uh, I really like the kind of doom, kind of uh, stoner metal kind of thing that they're going for here. Uh, they have a lot of like cool, like it's just it's okay. I'm gonna break it down. Three songs, 38 minutes. Uh, you do the math. I sure as hell won't. 
uh it's <laughs> it's pretty like it's pretty good the songs have like these awesome sequences where it has like these very like high soprano bits mixed in there with like you know the typical you know, you know in the background and shit and it's it all goes really well um i really really enjoy uh bog walker i love that like little like uh interlude that they give and it's right back to fuck you you know just getting your shit kicked out of you uh listening or even just being there yeah and it, it even ends really well with uh basin of vows with primitive man and a whole bunch of others full of uh, just there's so there's i don't know what any of these features are but god they're all great um yeah i i really like the risk that they took here doing something different from their usual style i think they do it really fucking well honestly this is probably probably like the best doom metal album i've listened to in like forever um that i can that i can think about yeah honestly i, I can't think of any other doom metal albums that like went this hard for me at all um Obviously, like, you got your sleep and, like, you know, clutch and stuff back in the 90s, but that's back in the 90s. You know, this is now, uh, and it's really fucking good. If you don't like Doom, but you're still kind of on the fence about it, or just, like, you like Acacia Strain, check this out. I think it is very fucking good. Um, honestly, this is, I'm going to go on a big old whim here and say this is by far my favorite album of the week. Oh. At a nice little 8.5 out of 10. Um, the songs were a bit tiring at times to get through. It wasn't like, it wasn't the most like straightforward listen, but at the same time, when you do it as a whole and you just listen to it all the way through, say if you're on a longer drive, it really does a good job on its on songs on their own are good, but all together, this thing is a nice fucking package deal with a nice little bow on top. You know, I just, I don't know. The experimentation is great. Uh, just, I, I'm really happy that they're not just rehashing their old shit and just they're doing different things. It's great. Uh, check it out if you like that stuff or if you are on the fence as well. Hell yeah. Um, These two projects, Fairmacacia Strain, being both respectively the 11th and 12th album by them are uh, definitely an even, you know, further progression in the band's catalog here for sure. Um, it's no, it's, I mean, if you've been following the band for a little bit here, you know that they kind of had like quite a shift, I would say, in their style and sound when they released It Comes in Waves back in late 2019, um, where that one was also kind of like, you know, deathcore and like, you know, hardcore, you know, mixed with like that black and doom metal style of sound, you know, like they d were definitely putting their foot in the water on that one because prior albums have all literally been like, you know, that deathcore hardcore style. Um, so, and then following that is when we got slow decay, which is arguably probably the band's best material to date. In my opinion, I mean, that album made it into like, at least an honorable mentions list. I think for me that year, it was, if I had done the top 50, it definitely would have been in that for sure. And like, Oh man, like everything about that album too was just amazing. Like from Feed a Pigeon, Breed a Rat to uh, The Lucid Dream, I Breathe the Smoke Deeply, It Tastes Like Death and I Smiled, uh, uh, Chinamasta. It is just so goddamn good. Like, seriously, amazing work from the band. And now we finally get some new material three years after the fact. Um, 
with Step Into the Light starting out here, um, this is definitely... Well, actually, before I even start with Step Into the Light, I would say that this project is definitely, like, you know, taking more from Slow Decay and just kind of, like, for one thing, splitting it, splitting it up, you know, between the styles. Um, but even, I would say, in a way, just improving upon that sound and style. You know what I mean? And uh, now I'll say, starting out with Step Into the Light, this is definitely the more fast-paced, in-your-face uh, deathcore and hardcore style that they're known for. You know, almost even leading towards, like, grindcore, you know, which is how fast and brutal everything is. And, you know, you get through the album so quickly, considering it's only a 23-minute album. And it's just, like... You know, it's something that um, is no different from, like, the band Full of Hell, which I believe they had something to do with at least this album or Failure Will Follow. Um, and it it very much shows, you know. I mean, like, on their last tour that they headlined, I believe, I think they had Full of Hell and uh, Primitive Man opening up, which those two bands are literally, like, what this album, well, what both of these albums are you know, in terms of sound and style. Uh, so it only makes sense that they were going to have, you know, at least one person involved from either of those bands. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, Step Into the Light is just raw in your face, and I love that the most out of, uh, you know, any of the styles that AKC Strain does. Um, I kind of like more of the, um, you know, the slow decay deathcore tracks on there that were, like, more, like, you know, to the three- to four-minute pacing. Um, but the quick ones here, like, they still do a really good job with. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's an 8 out of 10 for me for Step Into the Light. And then Failure Will Follow. Um, I'm just not really the biggest full-on Doom and Sludge Metal fan. Um, any one that I've heard is just, like, for me, it's dragging. It doesn't matter if it's, like, you know, got the Deathcore influences. It doesn't matter if it has any sort of other thing to it. I mean, like, I've listened to Primitive Man before, and that shit just goes on for, like, way too long and it just gets way too repetitive you know and um while the crazy strain doesn't really get repetitive with this one in fact quite the opposite uh it definitely drags as sebastian said you know there is a little bit of dragging when it comes to failure will follow um but that kind of i don't know it's bound to happen i feel like when you have three songs that are all over 10 minutes long so like you know kind of walking right into that one but even then the band still does a solid job at it it's just not my cup of tea personally but i think overall these projects were excellent you know especially like put together and the album art too just mwah, beautifully done honestly like that style like what they also had for uh slow decay album cover wise it's just it's raw man i love it um but for failure will follow that is going to be a seven out of ten for me um and yeah, there you have it. 8 out of 10 for Step in the Light, Failure or Follow, 7 out of 10. Definitely worth checking out both projects as well, especially, you know, kind of back-to-back, -back, you know. Definitely start with Step into the Light, and then Failure will Follow. It's definitely got, like, an interesting vibe to it, you know. I would say it almost kind of reminds me of, like, you're putting these albums together, right? It kind of reminds me of, like, what kind of, like, David Bowie did on Low, where it was, like, some of, like, these, like, you know, more alt-rocky, post-punk style, right? And then, like, the last few songs that were, like, longer-ish, you know, compared to the rest, they were more so on the art-rock spectrum. So, like, it's kind of cool to see that sort of blend, you know, especially now in metal. So, like, kudos to Acacia Strain. There you have it for me. Trent, take it away. Yeah, Acacia Strain. Uh, banging group here. Uh, I was actually looking at... um. 
uh, Slow Decay, and I forgot they did a song with uh, Courtney LaPlante. Yeah, I did too, actually. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, look at that. Yeah, forgot about that. No, but as Nate said, uh, go listen to Slow Decay's Banger album. Um, but yeah, when I when I heard that uh, Keisha Stream was putting out uh, kind of like this like double uh, type of thing, uh, and that it was going to be one was going to be short, like three songs, and they were all going to be long, and then the next one's going to be like a bunch of songs that were all shorter. I was like, this is my <laughs> shit right into the doom metal stuff with failure. Failure will follow. Uh, I fucking love it. Uh, I'll say right now, I gave both of them a uh, solid eight out of 10. Uh, um, they, they just hit all and like most of the points that I love and like, uh, like doom metal, like, and even like, uh, as Nate said, like adding like little elements of like maybe even grindcore or things like that, like into it. And it's, it's a weird mix of genres that like really just hits, I think, most of like everybody's baseline. Like, this is good metal shit. Like, and as we, as they said, like, if, if, if even if you don't like doom metal that much, like, you still might like this because it has elements of other things, which is what I loved because it just, it flows very, very nice. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're supposed to listen to them in a certain order, but I listen to Failure Will Follow first and then Step Into the Light. Uh, I don't know if you're supposed to listen to Step Into the Light first or Failure Will Follow, so like, whatever. Because um, I know there's probably a thing with that. Uh, but no, both of them really, really fucking good. Uh, I don't know literally any of these people that are on here. Uh, and I was looking at them, and like some of them are like, smaller bands like tsunami only has like a maybe like 104,000 followers on spotify chamber has like 160,000 so i don't know if they just took like a bunch of like very lesser known people and we're like we're gonna bring you up like that's we, pretty dope if we they reviewed did. chamber we've reviewed chamber did we you know 2020 yeah 2020 oh that's right yeah cost of sacrifice yeah yeah well i'm just saying like the 160,000 followers compared True. to compared to acacia strains you know a little bit bigger with yeah. only 420 on spotify but you know uh yeah it's it, again just really really fucking cool um yeah it, even if like they said like it's like um, like i said before like if you, if you don't like it like if you don't think you like doom metal or things like that listen to this and then maybe it'll it'll change your mind because me I'm a big classic doom metal guy fan like Candlemass fucking love that shit um I don't know 100 percent Case of Strain banging it out uh, with these past three albums uh yeah fucking eight out of ten for both Failure Will Follow and Step Into the Light fucking love it hell yeah there you have it all right well moving along here let's get into the uh. I guess back into the uh, uh, emo-ish section here uh, with the used toxic positivity. Uh, Trent, go ahead and start this one. Oh, this is this is where the the whole veil comes off of me being nice. Um, <laughs> so this is the problem that I have with emo or like punk, like emo emo punk, whatever the fuck uh, you want to call the used or bands like this. Um, and I, I want to use the example like we used for Hollywood Undead because this is exactly what I thought of. Uh, and this is kind of why I made a point to uh, talk about uh, Hot Mulligan's like age of them being like 24 to 27. 
they're still fairly young. The used, however, I think are all over 40. I think maybe you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think the youngest member is 41. I think that's the singer. Yeah, for, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to use like how we use for Hollywood Undead. If you're over 40, I don't think you should be talking about the content that is on this album. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay it out there. Like like the whole like, oh my life sucks, but I found this girl and now things are better, but she won't let me in and in like okay, maybe your life does suck. But like I, I honestly, I don't want to hear about it. If you're 40 years old and you're still making a shit ton of money off of this, like it's, it reminds me of an old David Spade skit when he's talking about REM. Like, it, oh, it's it just pisses me off. Uh, and also the the vocal style in this, I wasn't really a fan of. I know it's like kind of in the same like emo tone as like something like Hot Mulligan, but this was just I think it was just arguably it's just worse. Um, I I gave the album a three point five because some of the instrumentals did a little bit for me, and like maybe there's one or two songs where like yeah, this isn't bad, but I just can't get over the fucking whiny forty year old bullshit. <laughs> like like songs like I hate everybody. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> even even the fucking name of the album, Toxic Positivity. Like oh and oh. Oh, my least favorite track of all, which if we had a fucking least favorite song list of 2023, this wouldn't be on the top fucking five. Pinky Swear. This is one of the worst <laughs> songs ever. <laughs> I forgot that was like, I'm going to put you in my pocket and you better pinky swear that you're going to stay there. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, Just garbage. Hot garbage. That's my take. Yell at me in some type of comments or on Instagram. I I I see. I I don't feel like a lot of people would disagree though. Okay, I would be good. shocked. I would be good. shocked. Good, good. I mean, like, okay. So here's the thing with the used. Uh, oh, I'm assuming you were done though, right, Trent? I, I just about. I was just gonna make another point about how this fucking album's garbage. But yeah, you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like Sebastian, hold it back. Hold it back. <laughs> I'm looking. Oh. My hands are shaking. <laughs> so, like, I'm aware that, um, you know, I guess the U's kind of uh, fell off a little bit after their third album, Lies for the Liars. I've heard that, like, and I haven't really dove deep into these other albums, uh, but, like, it's been very um, incredibly hit or miss as far as um, I've heard, you know. Uh, the only album that we've even covered on here was Heartwork back in 2020, which was a very honestly unique album and actually was pretty damn solid. Uh, kind of all over the place, I would say, in sound and style. Like, you got your post-hardcore and, like, your punk, right? And then there'd be moments of just kind of, like, funk, you know, kind of sprinkled around there. And, like, you know, dance punk kind of thing going on. Alternative rock, even. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that kind of, it kind of works, you know? Definitely some weird ones that, like, you know maybe shouldn't have been like i remember there was a couple songs i think it was either big wannabe or bloody nose that had a very like ronnie radke style of vocals you know that um mm. bert was using those just like yeah i don't know about that one chief but well it was still a pretty damn good album and i'm if i'm not mistaken it made my like honorable mentions that year as well but like i said and when i say this i also would mean like how i do now with like a top 50 it would have been a top 50 album genuinely 
Like, I actually thoroughly enjoyed Heartwork. But Toxic Positivity is uh, a bit of the downwardness now. Like, the, the highs and lows, as I was mentioning earlier, this is definitely one of the lows, I will definitely say. Um, but uh, let's talk about some positives. Uh, I mean, the album artwork is kind of cool. That is a kind of cool album cover. And uh, it's also cool that this album is only 30 minutes and really doesn't exceed that at all. So kudos to you guys. Thank God. That one. Um, I believe I saved only... Uh, oh, yeah, I saved uh, Worst I've Ever Been. And, uh, th- I mean, I think that was probably, like, the better of the tracks on here. Because I remember after that, Numb was just kind of like, ugh, you know? Um, and At least it wasn't another Numb cover. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> it's like... Some weird ass, I don't know, wannabe Halsey kind of vocals. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could even do that one again. Hey, as long as there's no moaning, I'm good. <laughs> no moaning. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, everything else on this album, I gotta say, was like just. I wouldn't even necessarily say bad per se. It was just so unmemorable and just completely unforgettable. Like I don't remember anything after. I think first like three or four songs because i remember pinky square i i think i didn't mind the instrumentals on that one but like i didn't listen into the lyrics and now I, i'm feeling like i need to delete this off my playlist because of like because of the choriness of it i'm like Ooh. Yeah. you you gotta go back and like look at the lyrics because it is woof. like I'll, I'll give you the instrumentals like, that's why i said like the instrumentals on this like weren't that bad no not at all yeah but, ooh. but the, the lyrical content of it <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely, uh, well, maybe I'll do that, or I'll just delete the song and this <laughs> album exists, away, honestly. Probably gonna be the latter there. Um, but yeah, it's just a little disappointing, because, like, they had something kind of going with hard work, but then, like, you know, I mean, like, some bands with this style, like, sometimes you just, you know, you got a little bit of fuel to get something going that's, like, pretty damn solid, but then you run out of that fuel, then you're kind of just, like, throwing Hail Marys, I would say, on an album, you know, trying to make an album. And uh, this one just doesn't work for me. Um, it's a 6 out of 10 still for me. Not the worst thing I've ever heard, but it's definitely, like, a big disappointment from a band like The Used, who are, like, oh, pretty much, like, icons in, like, the emo, screamo, post-hardcore genre. I mean, like, yeah. first, first two albums, I would even say three, are, like, iconic, especially the debut. What's, what's the one with the, the box? I know the one with the box. Oh, the box full the... sharp objects? No, it's the box on the head. What the fuck is that? Like lies or some shit. Oh, 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 oh lies for the liars. Yes, yes. Lies for the liars. Yeah, that, I'm like, that's the one that I know. That's a good one, too. Yeah, that one is the self-titled and In Love and Death are like the iconic used albums that are definitely worth checking out. But I mean, it, it it's kind of like needle in the haystack, it seems like apparently uh, with the rest of these. But uh, I'll definitely like listen to like, I think I'm going to listen to one of them today. Come to think of it. I'll listen to like a later used album to see what was popping whenever they were after uh, Lies for the Liars era. But yeah, six what out of ten. Poppin'? What was popping? What was popping in that era? Um, but yeah, Sebastian, take it away next. Speaking of popping, this album is not. Uh, <laughs> I did not enjoy this quite a bit. Um, I was so disappointed to the point where uh, Nate kind of had to hear my unbridled reaction to okay. how pissed off I was about how this album took a severe nosedive compared to Heartwork. Uh, Heartwork was like not, I-, I wouldn't say like one of my favorites, but it was in my top 20 of uh, 2020. 
and I really fucking enjoyed it from, like, the post-hardcore stuff to, like, Obvious Blase being such a good, like, emo anthem. It's just, like, there's so much good shit on here, man. And and then they decided to... Whatever this is. Um, yeah, I was so just baffled. I thought I was listening to Explosions by Three Days Grace all over again. Uh, it's, it's what Trent said. It's 40-year-olds trying to make music for 12-year-olds. And, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I know it's the style. I get it. I get it. There is a When We Were Young fest for a reason. I get it. But it still doesn't make this better. It doesn't make it any more, any, I don't know. It doesn't make it good. Um, fucking Heartwork had elements of this album on it, and it worked so much better because they were experimenting. They weren't using, like, really shitty lyrics. I mean, at least if they were, they were a little bit better well-hidden, uh, especially when you get to shit like headspace which is like one of the worst written songs from them i think i've ever heard um yeah i really really don't like uh there's no space for me in my headspace for me it's like this weird like sea shanty kind of like fucking chorus it's like there's no headspace for me inside of my headspace for me castaways we are no, that's also leave, leave the fucking backyard and get out of this, okay? <laughs> leave them out of this. Pablo is getting eaten first, okay? Dude, the like, rain no. rained down, bro. The rain rained down. It did. That was a that was a sickening song. It was tiring. <laughs> it was sad, okay? This is this is the opposite of the South. That was okay? that was the backyard against version of slow decay. Changed my mind. It Changed really mind. was. It really was. <laughs> that was when they popped off again. But <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Headspace, uh, fucking awful. What the fuck is this shit? And if you get, like, dancing with a brick wall, like, okay, I get it. You're you're still making music. I'm sorry. This album's still going. Uh, yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, I, I just don't understand how a band can dip this severely in quality from album to album. I mean, like... I don't know, like, is this the same band that we, like, listen, listen, guys, I'm not a used fan. I only knew Heartwork. That's it, okay? I've not listened to anything else. I don't know their discography. Please feel free to roast me. That's cool. Give us, give us some, like, give us some, like, interaction, please. Just roast me. Feel free. <laughs> but, like, yeah, if if their whole discography is really hit or miss like this, oh, my God, I'm sorry for the actual fans. Um... Yeah, this is like this is bad. I I I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, this is awful. Not like the worst I've heard all year. I, honestly, far from compared to some of the shit I've heard this year, uh, or we as a collective have. But yeah, this is uh this is not good. This is not fucking good at all. Toxic positivity is just toxic. Not good. Don't drink. Don't consume. Leave it in the back. You know, wait for the janitor to clean it up. Uh, this is a good two out of ten. Woo. The murder of the youth. But honestly, yeah. Like I said, though, first three albums, bangers. Definitely worth checking out, Sebastian, especially if like you need something good from the youth to listen to because that's definitely the route you should take if you're going to yeah. indulge in the band. Um, and hard work, at least, you have to. So there you go. Um, but all right, moving along here, we got a new album from IDK F65. Yes, IDK is back with uh, his fourth album here. 
uh, coming off of the album, I, I didn't realize it was an album or else I would have actually like put it on like the podcast. I literally thought it was an EP because of how short it was. Uh, Simple, which was a pretty damn good album, I would say. I mean, like you got some good features from Denzel Curry on Dog Food as well as Mike Deem, uh, Mike Dimes on uh, The Code and just some like, you know, banger tracks, you know. Uh, I, I'd have to go back to it to fully reminisce on like what the whole album sounded like, but I remember I enjoyed it. And like when you have a couple features like that, it's bound to be something good here. But on F65, I, we've talked about this so many times before. I know at least I have, but like you ever just look at an album cover and you're like, this is going to be a good album. This is going to be a great album. And that's exactly how I felt looking at this one. I mean, like, just the color palette, how, like, you know, he's just standing there in the whole, like, NASCAR fit and, like, or race car driver, whatever, like, you want to call him. And, like, you know, just, like, the blue background. It's just, it's beautiful. I love it. It is just so aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And I'm like, I can't wait to get into this. And... Sure as shit, the album sounds exactly how I reminisced it would be. And it's, like, just that combination of hip-hop, R&B, a little bit of, like, you know, um, uh, I would say a little bit of reggae. There's a little bit of reggaeton, like, thrown in there, at least in the middle of the album. Um, But it is just so good. The banger, like, you know, more hip-hop-oriented tracks, like Pit Stop, and, like, uh, was it Pit Stop and uh, uh, 850, We On Top, just... The bass and just the beat on there is just absolutely immaculate and so goddamn enjoyable. Um, I would say, like, you know, IDK really takes influences here from, like, a variety of different artists, like Brockhampton, Childish Gambino, Little Chance the Rapper. Um, it's just, it, it's great, he, and he blends it so well, you know. Um, some other tracks here that I thoroughly enjoyed as well. I would say uh, Paper Chaser, uh, Salty with uh, NLE Choppa, which, oh yeah, let me just get into that here real quick here. The features on here are like some that like, I, I, I'm just always surprised to see these kinds of features on an IDK album because like IDK, I feel like is so underrated, like criminally underrated, despite having like 2.5 million monthly listeners. I feel like he deserves way fucking more, you know? Because I mean like, He's no, I would, to me, he's no different than, like, someone like uh, Amine, so I don't understand how, like, IDK doesn't really get the same recognition, um, but, man, the features on here, like, NLE Choppa, like I said, who has a really good feature, I'm not even a big NLE Choppa fan, uh, you got a Rich the Kid on 850B on top, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Snoop Dogg's in an interlude, because Snoop Dogg doing side quests is all he does anymore, um, and you have Benny the Butcher on Up the Score, which also, you know, with Benny the Butcher on there, you know it's going to be a fire fucking track, and this is no exception. Um, I think the only issues that I have here, and it is kind of a big issue, but like, you know, it's, it, it's still mostly fine, is that, for one thing, it is like a lot of songs. It does feel like a very bloated album at 22 songs, but only 52 minutes. And um, in between that, you know, you got some interludes that, like, kind of go on, like, you know, there's too, there's a few too many interludes, I would say, um, and especially at the midway point, I think it was after um, Peanut Noir or Paper Chase or one or the other, it kind of, like, you know, is, like, it feels like filler, more so in the middle, with songs like Elmina, Georgetown, and Radioactive, um, still decent tracks, but definitely, like, kind of, like, slows the pace of the album down for me, I would say, um, especially when you already have, like, so many songs on here already. Um, and 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a big thing that I had an issue with, and it's the only real thing that I actually did, too, because everything else I love. I mean, I love some of the messages, especially in the song Mr. Police, you know? Kind of like a whole, like, you know, not quite a fuck the police anthem, but, like, you know, like, I'm trying to mind my own business kind of thing. Like, I hope I didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know, you got a family, don't hurt me kind of thing. Um, and I think it's well done, you know, uh, by IDK here. Um and it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a great album overall. Like I said, a little bit bloated for sure, but like it is definitely a, you know, a solid hip hop album with just nice variety and diversity. It's an 8 out of 10 for me, catching on my top 50 for sure. Uh, Trent, take it away next though. Yeah, uh, this was definitely an interesting album to start my week with. <laughs> um yeah, for starters, he has some really good features uh, from like this the little Snoop Dogg interlude, which was really fucking sick. Annalie Choppa, Rich the Kid, Benny the Butcher, really really notable names there. Uh, for me, I will say like the good features and like how good the songs were like crafted and everything. The fifty two minutes, twenty two songs really kind of overshadows that because man, it was it was kind of bloated. Um, it really didn't feel that long, which was really good. But after I looked at it, I was like, damn. Uh, but yeah, songs like Salty, Cape Coast, and Still Your Man, definitely up there for me with my favorite tracks. Uh, and like Nate said, like with Mr. Police, uh, they, <laughs> making that track, I'm like, man, you had to be in the studio. Like, like all right, we're going to make a song about racism and cops. Where I have like the jazziest little tune in the background. <laughs> and I'm going to be singing like this nice, smooth R&B kind of voice. And, you know, we got this snapping that comes in halfway through. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it should not go as hard as it does. But damn it, it does. And then that going right into Pinot Noir. It's just like, yo, hold up. That shit is way too good. Like like that in like the middle of the album, like it really kind of like not even the middle. It's still in like the first quarter. Jesus, um, yeah, it kind of like turned my like how I felt about the rest of the album around. Uh, just like that little like from Mr. Police to uh, Pinot Noir, which is really really cool change up, and I really liked it. Uh, overall, I gave wound up giving it a seven point five out of ten. I think it was banging, hundred uh, percent, a really good hip hop album. Hell yeah, Sebastian. Uh, I had very similar feelings on it. I thought it was a very solid album for sure. Um, it was a little bit, a little bit long-winded for my taste personally. Uh, there were a lot of really cool instrumental cuts on here, as Trent mentioned with the jazz. Uh, there's just a lot of a lot of pointed lyrics as well. Um, of course, my nose is like completely stuffed at this point, so I'm gonna try my best not to sound like I'm. Uh, Tobias Forge at the moment. Um, <laughs> so this is like, yeah, it's a good album. Uh, I really like the jazz rap style. It's similar to if you like albums like, uh, if not albums, but if you like artists like Dijon and stuff, you'll definitely like this. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on here. Uh, Mr. Police is really good. Uh, Salty with NLE Chopper, very good. Or Choppa, my bad. Um yeah, and even uh, Rich the Kid does a good job on 850. Benny the Butcher up the score. 
there's a lot of good stuff on here and idk himself is no slacker uh he puts in a lot of work here does a lot um like i said just the album is a bit long-winded so it keeps me from like coming back to like being like oh yeah i'm ready to listen to this fully again uh i'll definitely take pieces pieces and bits out of it but definitely as a whole it could have been a little bit shorter uh, it could have been a little bit less like going on, but at the same time, I think this is a really solid rap album, really solid rap release this year. Uh, it's good. It has good instrumentals, good pointed lyrics, you know, talking about everything from societal issues to just, you know, very good, like internal monologue. Uh, it's, it's just, yeah, it's honestly thoughtful. It's good. Uh, definitely one of my favorite jazz rap albums of the whole year. I'm giving this one an eight out of 10. Hell yeah. There we have it. Uh, Trent, what did you say you gave this album then too? I missed your rating. I gave it a 7.5. 7.5? Honestly, solid, dude. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, solid, just, solid. Glad you guys enjoyed this one, too, for sure. I'm um, glad I did, because in the beginning, I was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that, for sure. But, I mean, you gotta admit, Pit Stop was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, my original rating, I want to say, was a, a 5.5. Oh. Yeah, it was like 5.56. And I listened to, like, half of it again, and I was like, what the fuck am I thinking, bro? This shit's banging. <laughs> it's slapping in your face. Hell yeah. Well, unfortunately, I think we might be ending here on a uh, on a sour note here because uh, our final album of the day is uh, none other than uh, Louis Capaldi with uh, Broken by Desire to be Heavenly Sent. Um, Sebastian, I believe, yes, you're going to start this one, so uh, take it uh, away. Oh my god, dude. So many people love Louis Capaldi around me, and I don't understand the appeal. Uh, I'm sorry, like like husky ed sharon uh he's not very good um husky I, ed I just realized that too like <laughs> and i'm not trying to fat shame i'm a little bit husky myself but like i'm not you know i'm just i i just don't see the appeal in this guy whatsoever um he started off his career with like these kind of like post humor kind of like titles and stuff and everything people are like oh my god he's so quirky oh my god let's go watch new girl um <laughs> and it just and then he made that one song someone you loved where it's like the, the daily and it's just yeah, it's it's awful i this guy he's like dan reynolds if he were british um i really really do not like this man's voice i think when lewis capaldi goes lower and like more of like the sultry kind of rounded off tone that he does on some of these tracks i think it works but as soon as he gets into his high register he decides to add so much grit and rasp to like a john legend type ballad and it makes no sense um i, I mean if your voice is naturally raspy like that you know i i get it like but you should probably have the instrumentals keep up a little bit more around you to have it not just be a typical four chord shift and you're like trying to be Huey Lewis or like fucking uh like call it uh Dan Reynolds over that shit like why are you adding so much grit it like it doesn't fit at all um uh, i i don't think any of the songs here are anything i haven't heard before it's the most basic formulaic fucking piano ballads i've ever heard and it's just like these cheeky ass like love song lyrics i Maybe it's just me with romance stuff. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of it unless it's, like, done stupidly well and, like, actually has heart to it. I don't think this has much heart to it. 
Um, I think this is kind of like, where's my hug kind of stuff going again. Uh, I don't really care for this type of music at all. If you like it, you know, that's cool. Don't, don't consider this a personal attack. Uh, even if you watch new girl, that's a, that's a choice, but it's yours. Um, it's, yeah, it's really like just the worst type of music to me. Uh, I, I really hate this. It's so fucking meandering and like, I'm I'm happy that the guy seems at least happy, but like when you get to like, uh, have you ever seen or have you ever been in love before? Like, oh my god, dude! Like, or uh, or actually, I'll give a better example with the love the hell out of you. Uh, it just it's so forceful with your love that I'm kind of like, hey, um, should I like call this woman's friends and like tell them what's going on? <laughs> um, like I I was kind of like, uh kind of like tugging out my collar a little bit like what the like this is kind of uncomfortable it's like i you know it's it, it's weird i don't know i don't like it at all this is uh really bad he's been blowing up a lot recently over tiktok from what i've seen uh just everybody's like oh my god he's so good he's such a good singer he's got so much soul to his voice and i'm like honestly I think Scott Stapp has more soul to his voice than this guy. You're goddamn um, right. You're goddamn right. Yeah. Like, and this is coming from the biggest Creed hater in the world. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do not like this. Not here, not there, not anywhere. I'm sorry, Lewis. I'm so sorry. Please, if you're going to do these ballads, keep in that low register. I love it when you go do those low rounded vocals. Those are great. But as soon as you start becoming Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons and just adding the most unnecessarily, like, a heavy amount of grit to your voice, it just, it ruins everything. It just literally ruins everything. And also, just get a better writing team. Just, that's, that's, that's all. Uh, uh, what is this, a one out of ten? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the murder, but I get it. Uh, Trent, take it away next. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. Uh, I also do not like his voice. I, I really think it's not the the best uh, that it definitely could be. Um, never been a fan of him in general, but I mean, hey, you know, I that sappy love shit was never really for me anyway. Um, yeah, it's the tracks. Like and or whatever like instrumentation or the fuck behind like the album like it wasn't bad per se but like yeah uh, his voice and like the whole like sadness of the album really just kills it uh it's just if for I guess as short as of an album as it was for I mean not short by any means but forty three minutes uh it seemed way fucking longer than that uh with how much I which I just was dragging through it. Um, uh, I will say I also gave it a one out of 10. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely could be better. Damn. Wow. Shit. I didn't go that low, but I get it for you guys. I definitely get it. Um, it, like, okay. To start out, is this one of the worst things I've heard this year? No. In fact, I think Sebastian, we did talk about this, um, maybe this week or like the other week or something. I don't remember, but like. I was just saying how, like, this year hasn't necessarily been, like, bad for me, but it's just more so, like, mid. Like, a lot of mid shit, you know? 100%. 100% a lot. You know, you get me? Like, it's definitely, like, you know, 
we've we've had some shit. I mean, we've had some shit in the past three years that we've been doing this. But like, I mean, La Tyler, <laughs> La, La Tyler. I mean, if we're talking this year, yeah, La Tyler, uh, uh, Lil Pump, uh, fucking that Fireman guy that we reviewed that I just could not stand vocally. Um, you know, we've had some shit. This one, I mean, like, I get, like, you know, uh, the, I don't know what audience this would be. Uh, not the audience who listens to Lewis Capaldi. In fact, the complete opposite. Uh, people who just don't like Lewis Capaldi. Uh, I get why they wouldn't like this album in general. Like, I get it. I mean, for one thing, it's Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> and, like, another thing, it's just, like, yeah, it feels, like, a little overblown, a little produced and everything and like his vocals are definitely not it at all i mean like it's i I think forget me like i didn't mind at first but then like i reheard it in uh that uh brad tasted music video where he was reviewing this album and like i just i guess i just didn't realize the amount of like like it sounds like he's like straining his vocals almost (laughs) and i'm just like oh i don't know about this one i don't know about that i'm uh so then I kept hearing more of it, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't, I, I can't do his vocals. I don't mind instrumentals, though, at all. Like, I actually think that's, like, the best part of the album, is just, like, not hearing his voice. Um, <laughs> sure, some points are fine, you know, like, tolerable, I guess. Like, I'm sure, like, in the latter half, it was just, like, you know, like, slower, if I recall, you know, and it's, it's fine. You know, he's not really, like, doing much with his vocals. He's just kind of keeping it low-key. Um, but... I mean, just in terms of, like, this whole album, yeah, it's still not it. Um, I gave it a five and a half. I mean, like I said, I didn't absolutely dread my life listening to this album. Um, I am shocked that he has as big of a fan base as he does, considering this is just, you know, below average, you know, kind of pop, I guess you can call it. Or singer-songwriter, let's call it that. We'll call it singer-songwriter music. And, um... Yeah, it just doesn't hit. It's just not it. Sorry, Lewis, but you're not. At least you're. Hey, you're not gonna make my worst of the year list. But uh, between these two guys here, I mean, hey, you know, I can't, what am I gonna do about that? You know, because <laughs> I'm sure for you guys, it's gonna make it worst, right? Based oh, on oh, definitely for me. <laughs> yeah, these these one out of tens here. I'm like, oh, it's dude. going right next to Meg Myers. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Honestly, though, I get that for sure. Um, but yeah, there you have for me. There you have from all of us, actually, because that is the uh, the week, new albums-wise. Before we go, though, a little album recommendies. Um, uh, I do have one. Oh, 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 well, if you would like to uh, do, want, to, want to talk to the class, go ahead. Uh, I, I Sit down, class. Open your books. <laughs> ah! <up. laughs> you set yourself up for that one. I, I did. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Uh, no, we got a new single here from our boy Dylan Drasdick, uh called Green. Uh, really cool track, very poppy track. Um, came out uh, May 25th. So what is it? About a month ago, yeah. I think. Wait, what did you say? Oh, wait. oh May, t- May, no, shit, two days ago. Two sorry, days ago? Wait, <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. Then I heard yeah. May. Like, oh, wait. I was My like, bad. wait, May? <laughs> My bad. You guys are just waking up. I've been up. <laughs> I've been up. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, yeah, yeah, but re- really cool track. It's got like uh, some some. I don't even know what he used. I mean, Dylan's got like a like wide array of like instruments and things that he can use. So like he just he just does everything so well. It's very different from like his more 
uh, I don't know if you guys have heard like previously, but as as acoustic stuff, this is very very different. Uh, this is more in like the uh, I don't know, I I don't even know what to call it. I, but when I say like shoegaze e like shoegaze esque, oh maybe I don't even know. It's 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 weird. It's more of like a it's weird '80s pop drill. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, I don't even know Wait, how to like, put it. I don't even know how to put it. I don't know. It's got this weird, like, uh, I don't know. Industrial. And that's, not just, drill. and that's just in this one song. Yeah, it's just it's it's like weirdly like. Uh, really poppy. Interesting. But but Dylan makes it work. I don't know. He's he's very musically talented. Hell yeah. Yeah, I saw, definitely you should listen to it. I think it might go with uh, <laughs> how you like stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know how you'll like it, but I mean, it's Dylan. I, I, it's I, Dylan. We do yeah. like Dylan. We love. Yeah, him. Dylan. Dylan, if you listen to this, I don't know if you are, but if you are, uh, we love you. Fucking man. good job. I love the. I love the singer. Hell yeah, Dylan. Um, Sebastian, though, what you got for us? Uh, for this one, I uh decided to go in the weirdest direction I possibly could, and I'm going to go with Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog with Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Josh Whedon, oh. and uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the third guy as well. Um, oh, my God, what's his name? Oh, God. I, Nathan Fillion? Yeah, yeah, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's good. I like this. Um, it's it's a very short musical. I you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on a lot of things. It's uh basically, <laughs> it's <laughs> I I was gonna say it's like the musical version of Invincible, but like I I don't think that's oh no no it's a musical version of Megamind. That's it. That's it. Okay. In my in my notes, I had Invincible. And I'm like, what the who the fuck? Invincible. <laughs> I'm like this isn't far from invincible. Uh, no, okay. Uh, I, I just I, I I don't know when I wrote this or what I was doing when I wrote this. But uh, Doctor Horrible sing along blog. It is if Megamind became a musical, and it is very good. Neil Patrick Harris, of course, plays the titular villain, and Nathan Fillion's the hero, and Felicia Day is the love interest, and it's good. It's it's honestly for people that don't like musicals. I feel like if you want to get a little bit campy and want to, if you like How I Met Your Mother, if you like Neil Patrick Harris, you'll probably like this. It has a lot of his like, it has a lot of his humor in there. It's it's good, honestly. I was talking about this at work the other day, and I'm like, yeah, this is a really solid, really short form musical. It's not like two hours of like sing songy type stuff that you've heard a million times. This is actually pretty good. Um, if I had to recommend like a specific song on there to like check out, it's my eyes. Uh, that one is like kind of a standalone you can listen to without actually watching the musical and it works pretty damn well overall. But yeah, and it's also pretty subversive at the same time. So think of this as a, uh, as a music and uh video format type of recommendation. Hell yeah. Um, I got here a, a, a post-metal album from the band Rosetta called A Terminism of Morality. It is pretty damn cool. I, I listened to it because um, I heard that they were coming through to Cleveland and uh, SOM, S-O-M, 
his opening, which we reviewed last year. They were like that post-metal shoegazy kind of thing, you know? And uh, it, was, it was a pretty good project. Uh, it didn't really make, like, my best or uh, honorable mentions, but it was a good album, nevertheless. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, well, I should probably listen to Rosetta if I really want to consider going. And uh, sure enough, yeah, I enjoyed this album. It's, like, definitely longer tracks for sure. You know, like, I'm talking, like, four to six-minute tracks, you know? But, like, there's only seven uh, songs on here. So it's just, like, it's, it's you know, it's, it's doable. It's not, like, the longest shit in the world. Um, but, yeah, it's really cool, very atmospheric. Um, I love that, like, you know, the scream type of vocals on here. It works really well with the instrumentals, and I just love, like, that kind of, like, just the setting, how it feels like, you know, uh, is shown on this one, basically. Uh, I know I'm describing it like shit now, but, like, trust me, it's, it's post-metal, and it has some shoegazy elements to it, too, uh, just more so on the screamy side of things, I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah, if that's your cup of tea or sounds like it, definitely check it out. That's Rosetta, uh, a, ter- uh, a Determinism of Morality. There we go. All right, that is going to do it for the episode. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. <laughs> and we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner of Mr. Waits, and we are safe.